Hi everybody. We have made it to season one finale. And I know that the topics that I have talked about over the past couple of months have been really heavy and light and upbeat and honestly just all over the place. But that's this podcast. That's the purpose of season one is to be real, raw and full of emotion. And today's podcast would not disappoint. So I'm going to name this podcast being that's B-E-I-N-G. And I'm going to tell you guys why. Because through this podcast, I have developed so many different emotions, so many things have happened in my life and the people around me that in all honesty, being is bigger than me than just one thing or another. I'm becoming more of who I am. I'm coming into who I am and I'm starting to realize a lot of things about myself that I did not know. And that's what I'm going to share with you guys today. So you're going to hear various things about me being vulnerable. I'm out being, it's just a lot. Go ahead and tell you. So sit back, relax at work, at your desk, while your kids taking a nap, while you trying to ignore your man that didn't get on your nerves because y'all been quarantined too long together, or you trying to avoid that busted phone call because you really don't want to talk to him because you don't know who he been around. You can listen to my podcast while you do all that. Welcome. Hi, everybody. This is Pine Size Diva. And as you know, this is my podcast, the show that you're going to get the real tea, the real scoop, some highs, some lows, and around the raw and dosey dose. But one thing you'll learn about me is that I'm always going to keep it 100 solid all the way through from the front to the back and up and the down. So follow me on this journey as you continue to hear about how hard it is to be me. Welcome back everybody to It's Hard to Be Me, the podcast. Just know through this, I'm going to be drinking water because why? Because I plan to stay hydrated, okay? Because this is a lot to unpack. So the first part of being is being vulnerable. So I'm going to be honest with you guys. We've been quarantined in the house since I think after March 16th. Um, And that actually is a very significant day for me because that's the day that my that's the day two days after my mother's birthday. My mother's birthday was March 14th. Um, So that particular week is usually really rough for me, but I never put those two together. So for the past couple of months, I have been feeling extremely uncomfortable. Uncomfortable was going on in the world right now. Uncomfortable with me because before the quarantine happened, I had already made a major life decision to walk away from doing uh, film drag. And I'll talk about that a little more in season two. But I walked away from doing drag and I left a lot of the things of doing that behind. Um, I stopped drinking. Um, I stopped going out a lot. And I started honestly social distancing myself from a lot of people, which wasn't the intent. But when I made the announcement, it made me very vulnerable and it made a lot of people not want to deal with me. Being vulnerable in that particular time was already rough. So we had to lock down. It was team too much. But one thing about Pisces Diva, she internalizes a lot. So I never really talked about how I was feeling vulnerable. Excuse me, not even just with me, just with others. Like I, I honestly never talked about it. And on this particular podcast, this would be the first time that I'm talking 
wholeheartedly everything that I've been feeling since the since the lockdown and where I am with it now. But being vulnerable for me has never been an easy thing for me. I've always had to have that um I've always had to have that guard up. I've always had to be stronger than I needed to be. And due to that, I was not allowed to be vulnerable. I was not allowed to completely express myself freely without any guilt. And I think that's not a good quality sometimes because it could get you in a lot of trouble mentally, physically, psychologically, with friends, with family, whatever. Also, I have learned to accept my flaws. Sometimes I forget to call people back. <laughs> That's just being real. I forget to call people back because sometimes I'm in my own world so much that I don't think about returning the person's phone call or sending them a text back or trying to hang out with somebody. And if I've done you like that, I completely apologize. But that's a flaw that I really need to work on during this quarantine season. Also, I need to work on the way that I eat because when I'm stressed out, I used to stress drink. Oh, back in the day, honey. Oh my God. Woo! 2013 to 2015, I had a good old nasty time with alcohol, okay? And I wasn't no drunk or no alcoholic or anything like that because I know too many people like that and I would have really gotten help. If you are or if you have alcohol issues, please contact your local alcoholic center that can help you and they can get you through that. I don't know the commercial. I don't know the information, but please get some help if you have a problem with alcohol, but I'm just saying. But I had a good time with alcohol. I had not really been a drinker. And the older I got, the more I started to drink. So I'm very happy that I was able to kick that habit during this time. I was simple some wine or mimosa every once in a while, but I don't make it a habit because I know how it triggers me. It keeps me at bay in so many words. And I think sometimes, or let me take that back, F that. A lot of times I used alcohol to suppress my feelings and suppress who I am and what I am and why and what my journey is. Another thing that I struggle with really hard, I struggle in telling people no. Yeah, yeah, I know. No should be the first word that you should be able to say because when you were a baby, the first word you, the first word that you heard was dad, dad. And then the next word you got was no, 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 no. But for some reason, no has become a really hard word for me to say. Because in all honesty, I hate disappointing people. I hate making people feel like that they can't trust that I'm going to be there. And sometimes that's a good thing and a bad thing. I have learned through this season that you cannot tell everybody yes. You cannot tell everybody yes. I have been the yes girl. Every time you've asked me to do anything, I've been like, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do this. Yes, yes, yes. Even if it was my last dollar, even if I was tired, even if I was not feeling it, even if I wasn't feeling well, I will always tell people yes because I wanted them to like me I wanted them to accept me I wanted to have friends because in high school I really didn't have that kind of friendship with people I had maybe two really good friends and I had been friends with them since 10th grade actually but other than that other girls other people they didn't want to try to be friends with me I was the child that had drug parents and everybody that lived in my neighborhood knew my parents was on drugs. And the people, their houses I did stay in, they didn't want to deal with me anyway because I couldn't have the latest clothes or the latest shoes or I couldn't stay out and do all the things that everybody else was doing. So it was completely different for me. So I wasn't able to 
ascertain who actually cared about me and who didn't, who loved me, and who didn't, because anybody that showed me any attention, I did anything possible to make them happy. I did anything that was necessary to keep them in good graces. And sometimes that came to my detriment because in that I honestly lost really good friends because the minute I told them no, or the minute I didn't show up for something or the minute that I spoke my mind and spoke my heart and really told people how I felt, I was conniving. I was a uh, be filling the blanks. I was a, uh, deceiving. I was everything that you can name of a person who's the opposite of who I am. Am I flawed? Absolutely. But what you're not going to do is tell me that I'm incompetent and that I'm not the person that you met. I've been that person all along, but it's my fault that I allowed it to get to this space where you felt like that you could talk to me any kind of way and I was going to let it ride. And that's something I'm learning through this quarantine that I have to learn how to say no Stop saying yes, and I have to be able to tell people what's really on my mind, not to do things just to please others. I'm working on that one because there's a couple of people in my life that I would not tell no to. Even I, even if I want to, I can't tell them no. And that's hard. That's really hard, y'all. Like, I'm still working on that one. You know, for you saints, please pray for me. If you ain't no saint and you ain't, don't pray for me. I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? I don't need no bad juju. I'm just saying. Another thing I'm learning how to accept as my flaws is that I am know for a fact now that doing this quarantine, I'm going to have to be friendless. And what I mean by that is I'm not going to be able to depend on friendships and close relationships to get me to the next level in my life. I have to do that for myself. And that's not easy. That's really hard because I thrive on having friendships. And I thrive on things of that nature. And it's been really hard for me to realize that I got to go at this by myself. Um, I heard yesterday, I was listening to Mount Eden Baptist Church, Pastor Colt's service, and he had a guest pastor named Pastor Shane B. Johnson. I want to make sure I get his name correct. And the sermon he talked about was navigating life's pandemics and trusting the process. And I'm learning through this and being vulnerable that I have to trust the process and don't rush it because I have been rushing, trying to get friends again after stepping away from drag, um, men relationships that I don't know if I had a 100% hand in not being friends with that person or those people anymore, but apparently it was something that I did that they didn't like, that they felt like that they couldn't be around me anymore. And I have to respect that because I'm one of those people where if you say you don't want to be my friend, I want to know why. I want to know what I did and I want to try to fix it. But sometimes, and I can say this now, I honestly don't be knowing like for real, I be trying to remember stuff and things like that. But lately over the past year or so, I would truly forget. If you tell me, girl, you forgot the blah, blah, blah. I be like, girl, I did. Oh, oh snap. Oh, girl, I am so sorry. Like I find myself now putting reminders in my calendar. So I can't remember if you call me, if you text me, if I supposed to be somewhere with you or if I supposed to do something with you. If I've done that to you, I'm sorry. I'll be real with you on now. I told you it's about being vulnerable. And I'm learning that I have to work on those things. So for me, being vulnerable is all about fixing my character flaws. It is about fixing and mending broken relationships. It's about me not overeating or binge eating or binge drinking or whatever the situation is and accepting the fact that through 
navigating this life's pandemics that I have to trust the process. Good, bad, happy, sad, I have to trust it. And I have to understand that I'm gonna come out of this better than how I went in because I'm going into it with a different mindset. And that's just me being transparent. Another one I wanted to talk about was being okay with accepting the skin that I'm in. But I'm gonna get back to that one in a minute. Another one I want to make sure I use a good amount of time on is forgiving my enemies. Now I'm going to say this because I'm gonna go into detail in season two, which will be premiering in October, but I'm gonna say this. Through this season, probably the end of 2019, going into 2020, I have about three people in my life that truly, truly, truly don't fuck with me no more. I mean, do not fuck with me at all. And to this day, I still don't know what I've done. But I'm one of those people that I wish I could have fixed it. Because these particular people I truly cared about and I loved. And I'm going to try my best not to cry because I miss them. And I miss their friendship. I miss talking to them. Through this pandemic, I've been worried about if they're okay, if they're safe, if they need anything. Um... I'm not going to say who those three people are because I don't want to do that to them because I don't want to feel like I'm throwing shade or being mean or vindictive or things like that. But at the same time, I just want to say for anybody who don't like me and I have had a dispute with you and you still not checking for me or talking to me, I forgive you and I wish you well. And that's big. Because I know in certain, in certain of these situations, I don't even know what the hell I did. I couldn't even begin to tell you. I don't know if it was I did something to you. I didn't re return a call. I didn't go somewhere with you. I didn't hang out with you. I didn't let you borrow any money. You couldn't come over my house. Um, I wasn't being vindictive towards other people. I don't know if it's because, you know, I don't like your family. You don't like my family. I don't know what it is, but... These particular three people, I trusted them. I trusted them with everything that was in me. And to not be friends with them anymore, it hurts. It fucking hurts because I feel like that I gave them my all. I don't let people into my life easily. And I'm very careful about who I let in my house, who I let in my world, who I tell my secrets to and things like that. So for me to be open enough to tell them things about me, which if it was to ever come out, I wouldn't have no problem telling my truth, but I will sue the hell out you just in case you listen. But I, I trusted these three people and they just pretty much was like, fuck you. I'm not dealing with you no more. You're vindictive. You're a backstabber. You're a user woo, 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 or whatever the conversation was. And it made me feel like shit. And for like a month and a half, I felt like I could not, I couldn't go any harder. But I had to realize through listening to the uh, sermon earlier today that I got to trust the process. I have to trust the fact that everybody is not meant to be in my life and everybody is meant to be in your life for a reason and for a season. And these particular three people had to be in my life for a season and that season has passed. So that's why I can sit here as much as, much as it pains me to say I love you, I miss you, I forgive you. I wish you well, and I am sorry 
that I hurt you? That's taken a lot of me because I'm a very emotional person when it comes to these particular situations. And I've never openly talked about them before, but I chose today to do so because if I can't be honest and vulnerable with myself, who the hell am I going to be vulnerable with? Having another time to be alone and to be solo a lot now that my house is empty. I've had a lot of time to think about things that I've done, things that I haven't done, things that I have not accomplished. The fact that, you know, my daughter's an adult and she graduates next year and she is definitely moving out to another state. That is crazy. That is absolutely insane. And I never thought I'll be saying that all in one. I am truly truly going to be an empty nester. It's going to be about me. I've never had to focus on me 100% before. I've never had to do that. And in that, I am learning so much about me. I am learning that emotionally, I have not been taking care of myself. I have not. And I did not realize that to Thursday, I had to go to the ER. Now imagine y'all going to the ER doing COVID. It's a whole nother beast. It is survival of the fittest up in that thing. And if you ain't got to go and you can take care of your mental at home, please do. Please, please, please do. Because God knows I don't want to step back up in that make it ficky if I ain't got to. But that's something that I'm choosing not to talk about. Just know I'm okay. And God is going to heal my body. And he already has healed my body because I'm covered in his blood. Won't he do it? But I'm just learning that I had to overcome one of my fears and that's being in a hospital by myself with nobody, pretty much having to do everything on my own. I had to, uh, I had to overcome that fear last Thursday and it took guts and tenacity for me to do so. And I'm very proud of myself for doing so. Another thing I had to overcome with being alone is how to stay busy. Now I find myself working out every day for one hour and trying to stay busy, trying to work on new content for you guys. And I'm trying to decide what I'm going to do with my life next, because I'm not used to having this much free time. I'm used to being by my child, by my family, giving to my friends, helping them out, doing this, doing that, staying busy, being booked and busy, modeling, acting, whatever I was doing, I'm used to doing those things since COVID hit. I can't do any of those things. All I do is work, work out, and sit and watch TV. And I'm getting tired of watching TV to the point where it's going to be days where I'm going to have to find other things to stimulate my mind. But that's a whole nother project about being alone. And I just want to make sure that everybody understands that everybody takes being vulnerable and being alone different ways. But you have to be okay with that. So be okay with this. I'll be back. Hey everybody, it's Pine Size Diva and have I got a new website for you. It is called jadorcrafts.com by my girl, Miss Jessica Adore. She has mugs, masks, t-shirts, and so much more. And most of all, it's going towards a good cause. Her, hell, because at the end of the day, everybody got bills today to pay and so do she. So make sure you check out jadorcrafts.com. That's J-A-D-O-R-E-C-R-A-F-T-S. Dot com and make sure you go pick up a t-shirt a mug and also get a mask because everybody has to wear them why not buy from miss jessica tell her that pint size diva sent you love you guys Mwah. hi everybody welcome back to my podcast now the next thing we got to talk about is being with this weight loss okay so 
is the middle part of the podcast where I give you guys an update on my weight loss journey check-in. Now, if you have not listened to episode four talking about my weight loss journey at 40, go back and listen to that after you finish this one and you will understand why I said that. So here's the check-in. I'm okay. I'll put it that way. Um, And the reason why I say that is because since episode four, I had a setback. So my trainer of a year and a half decided to part ways with me and it really broke my heart because I felt like I was making really good progress. I'm not going to lie. I had been working out with my mask and I had endured since I've been with him, maybe three injuries. I strained my chest cavity. I strained the left side of my uh, chest wall and then I hurt my knee really, really badly while I've been working with him. So it's been quite a journey. And we started running and things like that. It just became a lot. And I think that me and my injuries were teamed too much. And I think me being teamed too much, I'm not sure. Um, But I still respect him 100% as a trainer. I respect him pretty much as a human being. And that would never change. As I tell you guys all the time, regardless to what a person feels or their decision when it comes to me, I love you. I forgive you and I wish you well. I mean those things because at the end of the day, you can't make anybody be somewhere they don't want to be. And down the line in a couple of years, if he wants to work with me, you know, I'm open to the opportunity. I'm open to the possibilities, but he has chosen to step away right now. So I'm doing it on my own. I'm not going to lie. For like a month and a half, I did not want to work out. I didn't want to look at a workout tape. I didn't want to look at anything. I didn't want to do nothing because I severely was depressed. My feelings was hurt because in my eye, I was like, how could you abandon me when I needed you the most? But like I said, through the sermon that I heard navigating through life's pandemics, you have to be able to strive and thrive on your own. And that's something that I'm having to learn. So that's what happened with that. But I'm going to go back for a second and tell you guys how I got started in my training. So basically, it's been almost two years, it'd be two years in November, um, that I pretty much, well, it'd be, almost, yeah, it'd be almost two years, because November 2018, I pretty much would look in the mirror one day, I had did a show, I was doing drag at the time, and I, I was doing a drag show, and I had to try on a costume that I had, and the zipper straight up broke. I was like, oh, hell no. I had been getting into this costume. No problem, no fuss, no mutts for months. And it wasn't an issue. That particular day, straight up, I could not get it. The zipper tore, big asshole, and I couldn't use it anymore. And I'm like, and that night, I was like, okay, I got another costume. I could do it without, I'd be all right. But when I got home, I really, I just honestly, I took off all my clothes and got in a full length mirror and I just looked at my body. I was like, mm-mm, I don't like this. I, I, mm-mm, this ain't the mood, boo. You, 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 got more, you got more stomach than booty, do. You got stomach, do. Your stomach sticking out more than your booty, do. I, I, mm-mm, this ain't the mood. So I contacted the person I was working with at first and I was like, okay, I see what you're doing. I really want to get a trainer. I had done, been with other trainers before and it was okay, but I needed someone a little bit harder. So I looked him up, went to his studio and I observed a training session. I'm not going to lie. I was scared shitless because he's probably one of the most intensive trainers I've ever had in my life. And I've had three and he's been, he's the more, he's the most intense person I've ever worked with. 
he pretty much is a straight no chaser type of person the complete opposite of me i'm very loving i'm very you know if it hurts stop he's one of those people where if it hurts you keep going you keep going you push yourself until you can't push yourself no more whatever you're thinking about doing do do something else do higher kick higher do higher all those things and i've never been that kind of person but at that particular time i needed that so after the first one, he was like, okay, well, you could come in. We could do a session. If after that session, you decide you don't want to work with me, it's completely understandable. This is my fee, woo, woo, woo. So what I did that night, I came home and I pretty much restru restructured my budget to fit getting a personal trainer in because honestly, financially, I couldn't do it. And I knew that in order for me to be able to get this weight off me, I had to make a sacrifice. My sacrifice was me honestly looking at my budget and saying what can i cut out to make this better and so i stopped going out to eat i stopped eating fast food um i stopped drinking i gave up a lot of stuff and i i just left myself very open to do what i needed to do and we started working together and i can see the results instantly now i'm not gonna lie it was rough the food part was so hard it was not easy. I mean, I was hungry every day. I cried every day. I left, I left his gym. Um, my body was sore with so much pain. I was getting Charlie horses every night. Um, I, oh God, <laughs> like if, if I used to be scared to go work out, like I knew when I got off work at four o'clock that I literally was about to go through one hour of hell. I did not it was to the point where I would get to work and I couldn't move my head. I couldn't move my arms. Like it was that bad. And people always tell you, oh, the first six weeks are going to be rough. Once you get into a pattern, it takes 21 days to create a hat, baby. I was on 42 and I felt the same way every single day. But I kept going because at the end of the day, all I thought about was this is my life. This is my life. I have to deal with it. And there's nothing that I can do. Okay. So training was great. And then I started having injuries and then I got sick. <laughs> then I had a setback. It was just a lot. I had a lot of issues I dealt with along the way. Um, then, um, like I said, they closed our gyms. We had to work out outside. It was just a lot. It was a lot to deal with emotionally. And at the end of the day, I get it. I 100% get that I can be team too much when it comes to working out because it hurt. When you are, at that time, I was almost 300 pounds and I didn't realize I had gotten that big. I knew I ain't had no neck, but I didn't know I had gotten that bad. <laughs> and yes, I clown my own self about my waist so y'all gonna hear that throughout this little section of it. So I didn't realize how bad I got it. I got on the scale and he wouldn't tell me at first what it was. When I started losing weight, he said, you know, you started at this amount and I could have hit the floor. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Shut my back porch, open it back up, turn around, sit down and give me a plate. Cause it didn't make no sense. It did not make any sense. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. What the fuck am I been eating? A whole damn cow, all the cakes, cookies, cakes and pies. Oh my, apparently I was cause I was that big. But I made a conscious effort to continue to work on me. Every day was a struggle going out with people and knowing they can eat and drink and do what they want to do. It was rough on me. It really was to the point where I stopped going out with folks because I didn't want to be that person 
Well, you want something to drink? No, I can't do that. I'm working out. Well, you can't eat. Well, I'm going out to eat. You want to go? No, I, I can't go. I got to, you know, make sure I keep my diet. Or, oh, can you go hang out this time? No, I got a workout session this day. I became that person. I became the person that every time I would even see people eating stuff, I'd be like, oh, Lord, I wish I could have that. I would crave it. It was like, it was like honestly craving a drug. And it was just a lot. But I had to stick it through. I had to get it together. And that's why when he walked away, it hurt my feelings so bad because I know for, I'm one of those people where I can't work out by myself. I've tried it. It ain't cute. It's boring. Uh, with the soaring, it's boring. Okay. I don't like working out by myself. I like to be in a group of people. I like to have the interaction and people to feed off of and to motivate each other. I love that environment. And now I don't have it. So now I'm having to do it over the month and a half that I took off um because I was not feeling it honestly it's because I was hurt I was hurt that he left me in a time that I really needed him but I didn't understand that at the time I just felt like you were supposed to be my friend you were supposed to be my partner I paid every month on time I was never late never had an excuse when it came to finances I did what I had to do I made it work and a lot of times to be quiet is kept I paid him before I paid my bills because I didn't want that big ass nigga coming to my house um ready to whoop my behind because I ain't paying his 300 some dollars hell no uh-uh I paid him before I paid my bills then I paid my bills which is not a good idea it's not smart so for anybody listening to this podcast if you get a personal trainer please make sure you pay your bills first before you pay your trainer I've learned that I'm good so it was, it was just a lot. After a month and a half, it took my daughter Tink to tell me, Ma, you haven't worked out in a month and a half. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Get up. Get up. Work out. Find some videos on YouTube. Get the hell up. Get up. And she forced me to look within myself to start back working out. Am I doing 100% of what he taught me? Absolutely not. Because now every time I try to do the workouts that he gave me, now I have neck spasms on both sides of my neck were to the point where I can't even do half of the exercise I used to because my body hurts so bad. I think my body's having like behind the scenes trauma from it, but I needed that. And now every workout that I do is not the same because it's not the intensive that I'm used to. So now I'm going to have to buckle down, get some weights and actually do the workout that I was taught. So that way my body can restructure and redo what it's supposed to do. Um, that was a big breakdown for me. I'm not proud of myself for sitting out a month and about four days of not working out. It took for a man to tell me and my daughter to tell me like, look, you sure been eating a lot. You sure been um, not working out. What we doing? Tell me why in that month and four days, I gained seven pounds. A month and four days. So that lets you know just how much working out makes a difference. So if you're trying to work out or you're trying to get yourself together, don't stop. I don't care if you don't do but a 10-minute two-step or go walk up and down the stairs in your, in your house, your apartment building, complex, work, whatever. Work out. I am learning that because now I've been working out um back now for a little while and i've been doing one hour workouts and then sometimes i do a 20 minute or a 30 minute like today i worked out for 48 minutes because the rest of that video was a lot and it pushed me to the point where my body was like mm -mm, we can't tap out we good so i did 48 minutes of the hour today and i'm proud of myself for getting that far um 
These days in my weight loss, I'm feeling real insecure because I'm thinking I gave a year and a half of personal training to somebody, but yet I'm still in the 200s. I should have already been under 200 pounds by now. And I felt like since I was doing this by myself, I'm the only person in my house right now that is eating tofu, that's eating a lot of green vegetables. I spend a lot more money at the grocery store now because I eat a lot of vegetables. Well, I get my vegetables from the farmer's market, but that's probably that's a little more expensive. Whatever you buy at the grocery store, if you buy at the farmer's market, please add at least a dollar or two to it, and then that's what you'll be spending. Um, I find myself craving a lot of sugar. I find myself craving hot sauce. Don't even ask me why I'm craving hot sauce, and no, I am not pregnant. Um, I just found myself craving things I never would have been eating on my own. Like I was craving Chipotle yesterday. I got a Chipotle bowl. It wasn't, you know, crazy and I have all the stuff on it and get beans and all that stuff. But I actually had a Chipotle bowl yesterday, but I worked out yesterday as well. And I got 6,000 steps in. So I'm just saying, um, been feeling real insecure about it. Real insecure. And I'm hoping to honestly lose this weight. I, to get under 200, I would need to lose 43 pounds. Um, and I put that out there publicly because I want men and women to know that this is not going to happen overnight. And I wish that I would have listened to people when they told me it wasn't going to happen overnight. Now, I've heard people say, oh, don't be so hard on yourself and things like that. But when you're in the thick of things and you know that when you go to your doctor's office for your checkup, all they're going to talk about is your weight. All they're going to talk about is now you're over 40, woo, woo, woo. They're going to give you these speeches. You want to go in and impress. And that's where I'm at. Like I go for my annual checkup in November. I plan on at least having 20 pounds down by November because I don't want to go in my doctor's office in November to get my girly checkup and everything else. And then they turn around and say, well, you know, you've gained weight since the last time you was here. What's going on? No, no, no. I don't need you in my biz snatch on that level. Okay. So my goal is to do that. And I'm really hoping that I hit it. If not, I'm just going to be honest with the doctor and tell him I ain't been myself lately, which has been honest, but I'm not going to use that as a crutch or an excuse. I'm going to put a bull by the horn and I'm going to get it done. So like I said, y'all keep me y'all thoughts on that one. And <laughs> Make sure that you just keep me lifting now because it's hard out here, okay? For a girl who's trying to lose weight. But like I said, at the end of the day, I don't hold anything against my former trainer at all. About anybody that I've worked with. Um, I think that being around him taught me how to have tenacity. It taught me how to have strength. It taught me how to lean on my own to understand things. It also it allowed me to be a free thinker. It allowed me to be stronger than I thought I was. And for that, I thank him for it. I push myself to do things I've never done because I can always hear him saying, you're better and stronger than you used to be. You're a lot better than you were when I met you and you've gotten better. So for that, I'm very grateful to him, even though he, even though he left, but that's okay. You know, it was on him and I love him to the core and I would suggest him to somebody else because I know for a fact that other people who can handle that will be great for him. And I know that he's a fantastic trainer. He's a fantastic person. Um, I don't understand why he's single because he's very nice looking. Um, but I just don't hold anything against him. And everybody keeps telling me, you ain't mad. You ain't mad. I was mad for a month and a half. But being mad, the only person that's going to affect is me. So why should I give all that strength to one person when I can take the strength back, give it to myself? love and validate myself and be done with it. 
So I've been vulnerable with my weight loss. My name is Pine Size Diva. I was 290 when I started with my trainer. As of today, I'm 243 and I'm really hoping to get down to 200 pounds, at least within a year. Hopefully I can get it done sooner than that. Um, but if not, you know, I'm going to continue to work one day at a time, one foot in front of the other, portion control, working out, trying to stay away from sugar as much as I can, stop drinking, don't go out to eat. I can get it done if I really try. I know by being 40, it's going to probably take a little longer, but that's okay. I'm willing to stay the course if God is willing to give me the strength to do so. So that's that on that. The last topic we're going to talk about is accepting the new norm. Being okay with accepting the new norm. And I know everybody's new norm is different. So I'm going to break down how mine is very quickly. Um, one is being okay with working out at home. Working out at home is a different thing because you learn so many different techniques and things from people on YouTube. It's a lot of wonderful information on YouTube that you can use. These days, if you're not going to a gym, you have no excuse because you have so many people doing workout tapes and videos and, and tutorials and things like that. You can even get apps um, like Noom. You can get um, people to help you out like uh, Fit by Ashley. I absolutely love her. Um, you can also do Mr. and Miss Muscle. Um, you can do so much that you have no excuse not to work out. Even if you have to modify according to your life specifications, do so. Also, I am learning how to take care of my body. I'm seeing a chiropractor and that's because due to my neck being tight and my back being, and my back being semi jack doing the chair, I have to take care of myself. So one day a week, I go see a chiropractor. I go to the Cairo place in Memphis, Tennessee on um, Poplar Avenue. If you're ever in Memphis and you need a good chiropractor, you need to go to them. This is not sponsored, but they are good. They have great customer service and everybody's freaking phenomenal there. And I'm very grateful that I've met them. So make sure you check out the Cairo pray place on Instagram. Um, also, I have learned that I need to learn more recipes because lately I've been eating a lot of vegetables. And when I do have a cheat day where I want to eat something I want, it's usually takeout. So I need to learn new recipes so on my day that I don't feel like cooking, I won't have takeout. <laughs> because I finally had a chance to go to, I forgot the name of this seafood place, but they give you like a seafood bowl and they put all the stuff in there. I had never really had one in Memphis because I'm from Virginia. And what I love is crab. And if crab cakes, lobster, all that stuff, if you live on the East Coast or the West Coast where you're near the water, you don't like to have it nowhere else because you don't like nobody to jack up what you love. So I finally went to a seafood uh, restaurant and got a seafood bowl and it was actually really good. But now I gotta stay away from it because they put too much butter in it. So I gotta work on that. So if I ever go back, I'm gonna have to do a full review on them, just saying. Um, another thing is I'm going to have to be okay with the alone time, but we've already tapped into the alone time, but I'm going to work on that and everything. And then I'm going to try to also keep a positive mindset and try to do things to make me happy. So what I did is I bought a book called 100 days of joy and strength. It's a devotional journal journal journal. Y'all going to think I'm crazy. I heard this, but I bought a devotional journal. 
It's by Candace Cameron Bure. And I didn't even realize this was her book until I just picked it up. Um, she is a New York Times bestseller. I had no idea as well. I just picked up the book because it had great things in it. And it has 100 days of giving myself motivation and strength and things like that. But y'all know that I'm cheapy, cheapy. So I went down to the TJ Maxx and got it for $7.99, don't you know? Because I'm not going to pay $40 because I looked it up on Amazon. It was like $40. Um, and I wasn't doing that. So I bought it for 8 It's okay. So I'm going to use that book to really keep my mindset really, really clean and try to listen to uh, different sermons. My boss has a um, Tuesday night Bible study that I'm going to start really honing in and listening to because I'm learning a lot through him and I didn't realize how prophetic he really was. So I'm going to continue to listen to that. Uh, so shout out to my boss when he's ready to speak then I will bring him on the podcast. Maybe a completely different episode. That means I can't cuss. But because <laughs> I ain't trying to lose my job. Okay. But I'm going to listen to that. Also, I am going to um, get a dry erase board and do positive affirmations. I'm going to work on that as well. And also, I'm going to start back playing the flute. I used to play flute in high school and I did it maybe a year after high school, but I haven't picked it up since. So I'm going to go on Amazon and buy a flute and start trying to play again and build my skills back up because I think that'd be a really good stress reliever. And then it'll also bring me a little bit more joy. But you know what brings me joy? Coming right back with you guys. All right now. Here we are fam at the end of season one's podcast. And I would be remiss if I did not take a few minutes before we end this to just give my final thoughts. This has been one of the most amazing, crazy, unpredictable, everything experiences I've ever had. And I never would have thought in a million years that I would be hosting solo a podcast. To do a podcast in itself is a lot of work, but to do it by yourself, to come with the content and deliver that every time you come on is a feat by itself. And I am very, very grateful to be able to have this opportunity because a lot of people cannot do what I'm doing right now. And a lot of people can't succeed like I'm doing right now. I am proud of myself. I have considered this podcast the little podcast that could. Why? Because we keep chugging along. Every day in every way, we're growing and glowing. And that's what I want this podcast to be. But I have to thank some people. First, I need to thank my photographer, Photos by Jay. Oh my God, Mr. Jason Porter. I want to personally thank you for really being there for me, seeing my vision, taking my photos. You've done two photo shoots for me. One photo shoot you didn't even know I was going to use for this. And then the second was geared towards this. And I just want to say thank you for seeing things the way that I saw them, making sure that I look good, the angles were right, and making sure the pictures were of great quality. I appreciate your feedback, your friendship, your love, and I am just indebted to you forever for what you've done for me and my family. You've been riding with me since I started modeling, and I was 20, hold on, I think 26, 27, give or take. We've been knowing each other a really long time. So to be able to come to this is a full circle moment. If you are ever, ever in Tennessee, he do travel for the coin because he 
is not free, okay? And you want to use somebody, please use photos by Jay. Mr. Jason Porter will never, ever disappoint you. He's prompt, he's professional, he's on time. He's very, very professional. And that's something that being in this industry as a woman, you need. You need somebody who's going to do the business that you're paying them to do, but also be very professional. And that's what Photos by Jay does for me. So thank you so much, Jason. And I'm just very grateful for our friendship. We've seen each other grow. You know, we've had family, we have kids, and I'm just in, just very grateful to have you as a friend. Um, also, I wanna thank Miss Jessica Adore um, with Jador Crafts. You will hear her commercial on this podcast for the first time. And I just wanna say thank you to her because even though she stays in Michigan and I stay in Tennessee, she has always been my cheerleader. She's always been there for me. I really appreciate her sisterhood, her friendship. This is way before podcasts, way before everything else. She has truly been a beacon of light for me and I am so grateful to not call, not only call her my, my, my sister queen, but I'll call her my BFF. I call her my sister from another mister. I really, really uh no pun intended adore our friendship and no matter what happens no matter where in the world we take each other or wherever we go we know that we will always be able to come back to each other and have conversations like we never left um also i'm very grateful to my fans thank you so much to every last person that listens to my podcast thank you from the bottom of my heart to the depths of my soul thank you so so much for listening. I know I can be tamed too much. Oh, darling, I can be a lot. Okay. But this is what I wanted. I wanted to be that person as a podcast connoisseur. Okay. And I wanted to be able to express my heart on a podcast without restrictions, without any of those things. And each and every last one of you, I have to thank for tuning in twice a month which you've been doing consistently so much that I just found out today I'm on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I am on Apple. I am so happy. So for my Apple subscribers, please go on Apple Podcasts when you listen to my podcast and rate me. I really want to know your feedback. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful to Anchor. I'm grateful to Radio Public. I'm grateful to Google Podcasts. I am grateful for every platform that has allowed this little, little podcast that could to do what I'm doing right now. I have to thank my daughter, Tink. She has done the marketing and the advertising for season one and i am so grateful if you ever need a digital marketer and with the emphasis on business analytics she knows more about that than i do please contact educated professional on instagram and she will give you a quote um she also is very hard working i'm so grateful to call her my daughter yes she will be on season two to talk business and to talk about her because you know why because it's my podcast i can't but i'm so grateful to have a child that rides for me the way that she do the love and dedication that she's given to me through this journey is something that i know that no matter what life takes me no matter how hard this journey get i know that girl rides for her mama do you hear me? I am so, so grateful. I thank so much my girl Phyllis for continuously sharing my posts every time I post them. I'm grateful to uh, my bestie Ben. I love you so much, boo. I know we don't talk all the time like we used to, but we got things. 
going on, but that's all right though. That's all right. I'm gonna call you when I get off this phone, okay? But I am so grateful for the friendships I have gathered throughout this. I'm so excited to make sure that you guys continue to listen to me. If you have not listened to any of the other podcasts, please go back to number one. There are a total of 11 episodes. There are 10 full episodes and one bonus episode that was filmed on my birthday on June 9th. So that lets you know how hard we've been working at this. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful to my auntie Nettie. Thank you so much for, even though you don't know anything about podcasts, you downloaded a app just to listen to your niece run off at the mouth. I am so grateful. Thank you, auntie. I love you so much. Mm, I got to come see about you because Lord knows you are my heart and my soul and you are so you are the only person left that's connected to my mother and I need you and I love you so much. Also, shout out to BJ. You know who you are. Thank you so much for continuously to lift me up and support me. I want to thank my friend Thomas. You know who you are, baby. I love you so much. Thank you so much for encouraging me, praying with me over the phone, constantly listening to my content, giving me feedback, positive words of affirmation. You don't understand how much your friendship means to me, baby. I love you to the core. You are truly a ride or die male best friend. You and Ben, that's the power team. That's the power team right there. I'm here for that all about it. And I'm looking so forward to you guys hearing season two. Season two will be out October 1st. October 1st, God forbid nothing happens, but if nothing happens and everything goes off with a hitch, you will hear my big old mouth again on these hoes, okay, on October 1st. I am working on trying to get content for you guys. I'm trying to get some special guests. It's some people that I absolutely admire that I'm going to break my neck to try to work with. And also, I have to do this. And y'all gonna think I'm crazy when I say this, and I'm gonna make sure he hears this portion of it. I wanna send a very special thank you to Oliver Twist. That is, if I'm correct, now correct me if I'm wrong, Oliver. Um, you do a lot of editing for T.S. Madison and a lot of the celebrities. <laughs> Excuse me. I inboxed him to just ask for some advice, not thinking he was going to answer because when people are celebrities, sometimes they are not in touch with their customers. That's just being real. He's in. He is not that person. I am so grateful that when I inboxed you for a quote, you gave it to me. When I had questions, you answered for me. When I asked you about editing something from me, even though you couldn't help me. You helped me out mentally in a way that nobody else has. I have looked at several people to try to uplift my podcast for season two, and I'm going to make it my dang mission to get the money up to be able to afford you so I can work with you because I love who you are and what you are. Congratulations on your new project. I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to see what's next for you. And like I said, I know me and him are not, you know, we're, we're not, and we don't have a relationship like that, but I'm, Excuse me, but it feels so good to be able to reach out to a person and they're so still in touch with everybody on social media that they respond. For that, I'm eternally grateful. And I'm going to end that here, but I'm going to do something I have not done on my podcast because none of this, 
all 11 podcasts, the 10 full and the one bonus. None of this will be able or be able to function, move, groove, whatever without G-O-D, without God, my savior. I have to put it out there and you can click after this. If you don't want to, that is up to you. That is you do boo-boo. But at the end of the day, the God I serve is the one true living God who died on the crossroads on the third day. And everybody can feel the way they want to feel, but I would not be nowhere near where I am without God. So God, I thank you. I thank you for giving me the mouthpiece of being loud and using it in a productive way. I thank you for continuing to keep me healthy and strong and keeping my mind stable. And at the end of the day, God, when all of this goes away, I know I have you. And for that, you guys, this is the end of season one. See you guys October 1st. Until next time, be safe, wash your hands, hold your family tight, Rest in peace to everybody who has lost a family member in 2020. Everybody who's sick with COVID, fight, fight, fight for you. And when you heal, you give God the glory, nobody else. And if you're fighting anything else you got going on out there that nobody knows about, you fight for you, fight the good fight. Fight as hard as you can until God says something else. Fight for your life. Fight for it. And if you know and you feel like that it is time, get your life right with God. If you choose not to do so, that is your decision. Do you, boo-boo? But I cannot be remiss and have a platform this big without being 100% transparent. You keep God first. You fight the good fight. I'm praying for all the essential workers, all the essential people in the grocery stores, hospitals, wherever it is, and you're essential, you're essential to me. I love you. I don't know none of you guys personally from a can of paint, but I love you. Because I wish somebody would have told me that they love me when I was going through. So if don't nobody else tell you that they love you, I do. Until October 1st, God bless you all. Bye. Do the Rona got you down? Are you tired of Netflix and then chilling? Is YouTube getting on your nerves? Is your Wi-Fi really getting on your nerves? Are you just really tired of being in the house? Well, I have something perfect for you. You can listen to me. Hi, everybody. I'm Pine Size Diva, and it's hard to be me. That is my podcast. Over here, we keep it raw, real, to the facts, 100, from the front to the back row. In each and every episode, you will get a little bit of love, relationships, sex, family, religion, and so much more. On top of all of that, you will hear how hard it is to be me. You can listen to me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Anchor, or wherever you hear your podcast. If you want to follow me on social media, you can go under Instagram under It's Hard To Be Me. Thank you. Is being at home getting on your nerves? Are you tired of every time you turn on the TV, everybody's showing you a life that normal, regular, smuggler people like us do not have? Do, are you tired of hearing your neighbors argue and fight because they're at home by themselves during the quarantine? Do you want to hear the real deal, the tea, all the escandalo and everything else that comes with being on the radio? 
Well, I have a podcast for you. Hi, everybody. This is Pine Size Diva, and my podcast is called It's Hard to Be Me. And on here, you would get all the tea from the front to the back row. We would talk about love, relationships, sex, intimacy, family, religion, and so much more. I'm just a regular smuggler girl like you, just trying to figure it out while Rona is on her lifelong menstrual cycle. Don't nobody want that. Ain't nobody got time for that. All they want to do is take a Netflix pill and chill. Make sure you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Holla. Is it just me or am I the only person that's tired of looking at YouTube, Hulu, Netflix, regular TV, and looking on the internet? Every time you cut on the TV or anything else, it's always some bullshit. Well, I'm going to give you something else to listen to. Hi, everybody. I'm Pine Size Diva, and the name of my podcast is called It's Hard to Be Me. I'm just a regular smuggler girl just trying to figure it out during this quarantine season because this is a season and it will pass. We'll be talking about everything from love relationships, sex, religion, family, friendships, escandalo, and so much more, and probably a little more tea to snatch your wig back. Make sure you listen to me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also follow me on social media on Instagram on It's Hard to Be Me. Holla! Now, I understand just like y'all, we are all doing everything these days from the comfort of our own home. But damn, I'm just as frustrated as you guys. Hi, everybody. I'm Pine Size Diva. And the name of my podcast is called It's Hard to Be Me. I am just a regular smuggler girl trying to figure out this thing called Rona because she's on her lifelong menstrual cycle because ain't nobody got time for that. Don't nobody want that. Anybody trying to go over and just have a drink, a cocktail, a Netflix and chill but apparently it ain't going to wear no time soon. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about love, relationships, sex, escandalo, and so much more. What I want to do with my podcast is allow you guys to have an escape from what you have to deal with every single day. And that's what I bring. I'm that fire from a regular girl perspective, because when you see that shit on social media, it ain't the real tea. What I'm talking about is shit we deal with every single day. Listen to me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Holla. Thank you.